Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with, we call him T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, on a cold February day. Um, you know, it's nine inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, and according to my deal here, we're inside and we can't see, but it's 19 and snowing outside. 19 and snowing outside. In fact, we are one of the few people on campus yeah, right now. This is, this is fact, a ghost town. In fact, you know, to show our commitment to this podcast, um, nobody else is on campus. Yeah. The only people working today. 110 acres, and Granny's Attic is the only place the lights the, are on. The only place the lights. <laughs> it's, it's us and the security guard. In fact, the, the snow removal crew came in, found that there were too much ice. We're going to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, they quit and went home. And so they quit and went home. The only people who are faithful here is us. Yeah. So, you know. You know, you guys are out there listening, and, and we want to sh- um, have a shout-out to, to Greensboro, Winston-Salem, North yeah. Carolina. You guys are the number two slot now. You guys have moved up in number two slot. So, also, we want to shout-out to our good friends in India yes. who are always listening, always faithful. You know, we're glad for that. Because you got to remember, we are hotter than curry yeah. in India. Just always remember that. And we love to hear from you guys. Um you know, if you want to send us an email, podcast at rhema.org, or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. And once again, don't forget about Doug Jones, djones at rhema.org, and say, Doug, please come on the program, or Mr. Jones, or... Yeah, you know, call him whatever. He's well, a Michigan fan, so yeah. pray for him. They know he's, he's still in mourning, but anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, we are on part two with um, Pastor Earl Glisson. He's talking about how, you know, he used his faith, or you know, the church used their faith, to purchase a mall. Amazing story. You need to share this podcast, part one and two, with your friends. Yeah, so th- so we'll, this is part two on how God gave us a mall. <laughs> so um, we ended up getting a little bit more there. Um, I didn't take the other 10000 a little bit later, but uh, we negotiated price, you know. Um, you know, it's, all, it's public record, so I'll talk about it. Um, so it was $11 million. Uh, $11,100,000 to purchase the property. Now, people say, wow, that's really expensive. Okay, I live in an expensive county, and I'm not in California. It'd been even more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about, you know, 26 acres, over 200,000 square feet. Uh, Lowe's bought 13 acres, not even an eighth of a mile north of me on the same road, same side of the road, okay, that had a retention pond that's two and a half to three acres. They were not allowed to, to close to that in. Yeah. Because the, it had ducks there. <laughs> okay, they're not endangered species ducks. They're just community ducks. And they've been with the community for so long because it was first a flagger hospital, then it went to the health department, and they sold Lowe's. You cannot get rid of this because the community loves the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you deal with yeah. with, with the county. And, yeah. Right. They the go city. good with rice. Right. So <laughs> they paid $13 million, Or no, they paid, eight, eight, I think, eight million dollars so they ended up paying six hundred to feed the ducks and feed the ducks six hundred eight thousand <laughs> and, 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 and build from scratch and tear down the building oh they tear down first then build mm. from there so um makes you, know, you look pretty smart it made us look extremely intelligent right now we knew because the other owner had said he thought he'd sell it for five you know hundred thousand an acre and we we're already getting a better deal than that mm. So the owner, the, the one guy who came and said, I'm from, you know, the show me state, um, he said, I'll just do 10% down. Well, you know, we tried to go to some other outside financing to see if we could pull this deal off without owner financing, but they couldn't touch it. I mean, his, his deal to me was too good. 
So all we had to do was raise $1.1 million. That's it. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, we started the process and got into contract and, you know, extended it a few times. Uh, I actually put some hard cash down on it, meaning I don't get it back if we don't finish the deal. And um, we didn't finish the deal. We just couldn't raise it fast enough. You know, you get a lot of momentum initially, but at the mm -hmm. end of the day, you know, nobody yeah. – God didn't send some outside, you know, and I did stuff, you know, I did some things, right? I did a thing on, I did a GoFundMe type deal because that was kind of popular at the time. I did a video, hey, we're doing this, you can get involved with us, you know, we put it out there. People could have sent money that way, right? I mean, you know, what little bit of network relationships I had, those were there. But, you know, those things didn't come in, didn't come in like that. In hindsight, I'm glad it didn't, you know. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem if it would have. But I do know when you sow seed, in essence, the Lord gave the opportunity so that the wealth could stay within my own congregation because go. all those yeah. individuals stayed in that field, just kept sowing consistently, sowing consistently, sowing consistently. No one got this massive amount that basically, and they aren't a part of us, to be able to take, you know, fruit out of that because they're somewhere else. You know, it's amazing how many pastors— uh, you know, waiting for that one big check mm -hmm. when they don't realize that sometimes it's just letting your own people continue to sow because it's causing them to get increase in the realm of sowing and reaping. Right? I'd rather have a house full of cats than one fat cat any day. I got you, right? So, you know, we saw that take place, but in that process, what takes place? Well, you know, at the end of the day, you're having to battle the thoughts. They sell out from underneath you. You've lost money, this, that, the other. But I would go to Laura. I said, Lord, we have seed in the ground. We, but you said that we can take this. You told us. Because before I ever got in contract the first time, I'll never forget. I'm like, man, I, man, I don't know. I, I mean, I need to know. Because at the end of the day, you're not in faith unless you hear from God. All these ideas are great. Seems good. Churches need property. You know, oh, it's great. You're going to get, you know, 25 acres in this big building. Big deal. If it's not God's will, forget about it, you know. So I, I disconnected. I said, you know, Marcy... I'm going to go and pray. We were going to take a few days off. I had a camper, so I said, I'm going to go ahead and put it in the campsite, come back, do service, and then we'll leave that tomorrow that night and go do it for a couple of days. And so I'll never forget where I was at. I was driving down A1A. I was passing this, you know, really expensive uh, division, subdivision, and these homes are on the beach, right? And so I was just praying to the Lord, do I do this, Lord? Do I put this money on here? I mean, do we do this? Is this what we do? And I'll forget, the Lord said, he said, see that house over there? There's a huge house on the beach. The thing's probably 8,000 square feet. I said, yes, sir. He said, how much do you think that costs? <laughs> Millions, man. Millions. He said, um, you notice anything else about the house? And I noticed it was boarded up, you know. And typically that means somebody from up north owns it. And they'll mm -hmm. keep it boarded up because of the seasons that Snowbird. come. Snowbird. And they're a snowboard, so they're going to board it up during the summer because that's our hurricane season, and then they'll come back during the winter, mm -hmm. and they'll show up. And I said, that's probably someone's summer home in the winter, right? And he said, you're absolutely correct. He said, um, if somebody can have a house worth millions that's not even their own home, do you think I can get you a mall? I said, yes, sir. And that, for me, is what I needed to be able to stand firm, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, you better know you've heard something yeah. from him. Yeah. You know, not piecing things together just because somebody else did it and someone else did it. Because at the end of the day, who wants a mall, right? I mean, you could act like that's what you want, but that's not what you should never want what someone else has. What you should want 
is what God wants for you wherever you're called. And I needed to have that moment where I heard God. So, you know, when we did not raise the 1.1 that fast, and there was money that was towards that, that now by all rights they can keep, right? Here I am in a position where I'm like, that's my seed. It's there. And then I would take opportunities to sow. I remember bringing seed to Ramah. I remember, you know, putting seed in different places, right, that was very specific for here. You know, um, I remember more on one occasion sowing a direct seed to Ramah because this is my legacy. This is my lineage. This is where I came out of, you know. This is the thing that's fed me the most, you know, and why would this not be top priority for me in that context? And so we did that. And, um, you know, just believe in God, believe in God. And then you get rumors. Someone's coming. This is happening. All these things are taking place. Well, I'm starting to pray, Lord, we got roadblock. We're not, you know, something's trying to stop this from the company. I just need you to move some things. Well, the one guy on the end that had only been there for a short while, he ups and retires, leaves the company. Then in 2020 or 2019, uh, the two top that had been in business partners for 22 years, the second man came and says, I think our ideas are going a little different direction. I want to separate from you. Mm. That the only man standing was the one from the show me state. Show me. Show me state. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that worked with the church. Wow. In fact, when we first started talking or anytime somebody would call about the mall in general as an investment, he would say, what about the church? What about the church? Mm. It would always filter through. So 2020, COVID year, everything shut down, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anchor Faith Church raised the rest of the money. Praise God. And the U.S. government helped us do that, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they gave all those stimulus Just checks, man. You know, seed. and those seeds came in through stimulus because our people were prospering because they had been sowing seed towards this thing all this time. God was causing increase, promotion, all these things are taking place. And so when everybody else is in chaos and in fear, I was with Pastor Craig, best year ever. The thing popped in, people started coming. I mean, money was showing up, you know, it was coming. Out of the, we're watching, you know, we had this little thing that would, you know, roll down, you know, and we would mm-hmm. see, and sometimes 10,000 would come off or 20,000 would come off. And most of the time it was like 1,500, you know, <laughs> you know, between each service. And then all of a sudden, man, it was done. And we saw that thing roll down to zero in 2020. It was just like, wow, amazing, right? So it's like, we got it. So I call back to the only guy that I know because it's pretty much of a labyrinth to try to get into this company. And they said, well, you know, we think now in five years the value's gone up. So they wanted to charge me more. And then we think you're probably going to need to do another 10%. <laughs> I don't have a contract. So I went to the Lord and I said, man, I'll walk away from this if that's what I have to do. But I'm checking. Because, you know, faith comes by hearing. Right. Yeah. Not from having heard. And I didn't want to stand on something I've heard if he's saying something else. I yeah, remember it's got to be a current. It's got to be a current, yeah. you know. And I, I, uh, a pastor friend of mine who happens to own a mall, um, because once I got into this, I started to have some conversation with people who's already done it. Yeah. And I'll never forget, he, I sat down with him one day, and he said, Pastor Earl, he said, always do what God's saying, not what he said. He said, he told Abraham, Go sacrifice your son. There you go. And he took his son up, bound him up, grabbed his knife, went to go for it, and the Lord stopped him. And he said, don't do it. There's a ram caught in the thicket. He got stuck on what God said. If he'd have got stuck on what God said, he'd Mm -hmm. have said. Now, here's the thing. What's crazy about that? We know, according to Hebrews, that he's believing for a resurrection. 
even yeah. though there's no proof right. resurrections happen. He right. believes God must be able to raise the dead. So I'm going to kill this kid, but I'm going to get him back somehow. If he would not be sensitive in that moment to hear God saying, he would have killed his son believing for a resurrection he never would have got. Right. Because God was never asking him to believe for and a resurrection. Then he had to blame God for it. Then yeah. he had to blame God. And how many times do we get locked in at things that we don't stop and say, okay, is there a course correction? Is something different? Was there something about this faith project I'm in now that's like a sacrificing of Isaac that I need to know about that you actually have a ram in the thicket? And if he had a ram in the thicket for me, I knew it was more property, bigger land, somewhere else, another deal. I could go pay cash because I had cash. Yeah. I had not all of it because we had made some hard, right? And I wouldn't consider it loss. You know, at the end of the day, my heart was there. We pushed for that, whatever, you know, the case may be. Well, wisdom works just like that in this manner, same way faith does, because it's the fruit of a relationship, not just the fruit of knowledge. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I got my ear to this thing. Where are we at? I, I mean, and God didn't answer me right out the gate. I, I wish he would have, right, in one sense, because the Bible says seek, you know, and that's kind of a repetitive action. Asking is repetitive. So, you know, I'm doing it while I'm on paths, meaning I went and looked at other property because yeah. now I'm trying to hear. Well, I remember you showed me some, some land. I did. And you said, well, maybe we can move there. Yep. And then I know that there was a movie, another movie theater that came up and you, and you considered. That's true. Land. That is true. I call that bumper car theology. Yeah. Paul, Paul practiced it. Yeah. I mean, the, God, the Bible says man makes his paths, but God directs his steps. And at the end of the day, I, all I want to do is keep hearing what he's mm -hmm. saying. If he's not told me to come off fine, I have resistance, you know, with the company. And by and large, I thought if I could just get to the owner and I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Surely I could do that. But I mean, that's my deal. I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking. So I ended up going out and this is, you know, where things really drastically changed for me. And I begin to see things bigger than what they were. Mm -hmm. Right. I knew in the five years probably within three years into believing God, you know, for this money, that to take them all really had less to do with Anchor Faith Church and had more to do with all the ministers listening to this podcast right now thinking that, you know, you can't dream and believe big because the reality is it just doesn't work like that anymore, but it does work today still. Amen. You know, faith works now. Yeah, yeah. It's still operating in the earth. You know, and mine's not bigger than someone else's. It's just, it's just a fight of faith. You got to stay in it. You got to stay in it. You got to be what pastor has taught us. You know, I will not be defeated. I will not quit because I'm going to stay with the word. But you better know that you know that word. That word is still that word, and there's not been a change of that word. Um, I called Pastor Hagen. I talked to him at length about stuff. Um, another minister friend, Daryl Huffman, I talked to him about these things. You know, I wasn't doing this alone. I mean, that's another thing pastors yeah. do. They multitude well, counselors. They 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 isolate themselves, right, Pastor Craig, mm -hmm. and then they you know get embarrassed or they think you know well people think I'm not in faith. I, you know, I am in faith. I I just need to help you know continue to navigate so that I don't miss God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, I was remember being out in the back of my house. I've got this 90-acre preserve that I can walk in, and I was praying. And um, so my custom was, and this is kind of where I got into this, what's God saying? And I don't know if you guys experienced this before, but it was kind of different for me. I could, without fail, come on to, anchor, come on to our property, which happens to be 2121 U.S. 1 South. 
And that was my confession. You know, you believe you receive when you pray. Now you're thanking him. There's not a time I ever came on, told the church, you just come on and say, thank you, Lord, for 2121 U.S. 1 South. Thank you, Lord, for 2121 U.S. 1 South. I mean, it's like all the time, all the time, all the time. And around this time, you know, within this month or so, I'm having some conflict. They want to pay more, this, that, and the other. I came on the property, and I couldn't say thank you, Lord, for 2121 U.S. 1 South. It's like was restrained. And then I went to my wife, you know, because it's very important to talk to your wife. You'll, you know, mm-hmm. we, we were partners together, and she's very sensitive to the spirit. And I'm like, I feel like I can't say this confession. She says, neither can I. So it really gets you kind of questioning, okay, is something happening? And then I remember looking at the property and asking, now I'm asking, is there a ram in the thicket? You know, are you still saying the same thing? But I can't. And then it just kind of rose up one day when I came on. You know, if I just had $10 million, this wouldn't even be an issue. You know, just $10 million. This would be a done deal. You know, I mean, we wouldn't even be having a conversation right now if I just had $10 million. You know, I said, thank you, Lord, for $10 million. But, you know, that didn't make sense to me, you know, at the end of the day, because I still need land, property, or whatever it is. But that was a thought I had, in, but because I, I can't say thank you, Lord, for 2121 U.S. 1 South. And so I'm in the preserve, I'm praying, and I'm, as I'm praying, the Lord said, go to, Ma- go to Matthew 2121. Mm. And I was like, okay, Matthew 2121. So... I happened to have my phone. I usually don't carry it with me. I usually just use my watch. And I pulled it up, and I was shocked because from Rama, all we talked about was Mark 11, 23, and 24. <laughs> so I did not realize that Matthew 21, 21 was the equivalent, equivalent of Mark eleven twenty three. I was shocked at that. But right there in that moment, I knew. I knew that there was something significant. And I'm not a numbers guy normally, you understand, but at the end of the day, I'm like, so this is my mountain. And I'll never forget the Lord spoke to me as well, and he said, he said, now you can buy anything you want to. But I knew it was a loaded question. You know, I'll say something, but you know know there's more, and I knew what he was saying. And it was very clear, you can buy whatever you want to, but my plan for the property hasn't changed. And in my mind, I'm like, if I buy something else and I go ahead and abandon this because I don't know how to actually go forward right now, and I'm not sure where God's actually at right now. And if I go and buy this land, and I can do that, the Lord's like, you can do that. But my plan has not changed for the property. So basically, I knew I would be in that community driving by and seeing another pastor on that property. Mm. And I'm like, I am not doing that. I'm not going to be, I am not going to live knowing that I release something that was always in the heart of God. So at that point, I'm hearing Pastor Hagen. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit, man. And so I'm like, I'm in it. So then at that point, I'm discussing with God because for me, you know, it's like, where's the supernatural then? Because by all rights, people can look at us, man, and just say, you raised the money in five years. Anybody could raise money in five years. This is all natural in one sense. Although we understand people sowing and all that. There's faith involved in that. People were in faith to sow stuff and do things. I get that. But, you know, I was looking for this moment, right, Mm -hmm. to where— God showed up, you know, because why is it that pastors like God had done it if God's in it if he gives it to you free? <laughs> right? The minute someone gives it to you, oh, that must have been God. On a right? su- suddenly. Yeah. So God must have done that all of a sudden, right? There it is. God did that. You know, that's, that's really God because he gave free. Well, you understand, if, if God would have gave us free, then none of those people would have prospered like they are because they never would have sowed seed into anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that's um, called welfare. That's called welfare. <laughs> yeah. So... 
Um, I'm asking him. I said, where's my Jericho? Because I always felt like it was like a promised land. We're taking it. And I'll never forget. Man. He said, son, you're past your Jericho. <laughs> Already conquered it. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know it. And I said, Lord, where is my Jericho then? He said, son, how many malls have they sold? And I knew then. He said, I took down the walls of that man's heart so he'd sell that mall to you, and only I could do that. Man, I just fell down in the preserve and cried, man, because I was just like, only God could do that. Only God could do that. So I said, Dad, how do I get to him then? I need to know. And he didn't answer me there. I went to our attorney because I had, you know, an attorney at the time. We were doing some other projects here locally, and, he said, you know, Pastor Earl, you really shouldn't be dealing with, you know, the leasing guy, Vice President Leasing. He says, you know, anybody that's going to acquire property always goes straight to the owner. I said, well, I would love to figure out how to do that, man, because I can't get through. He said, I'll send it to his home address. I can find out. I said, you can do that? He said, yep. So he sent me his home address. I Googled it, looked at it, you know, did the whole Google over. Mm-hmm. I was spying on the guy. <laughs> and um, I did a letter of intent and mailed it straight to his house. Thanked him for all that he's done for us. Now, again, I'm sending a letter to a guy <laughs> that I've been in his building for 12 years that I had conflict paying initially, right, that he forgave me of a three-month, you know, debt, so to speak. And here I am asking him personally. I tried to buy them all from him but could not raise it, right? Didn't get it in the time frame of the contract. And now I'm sending him a letter of intent. Two days later, he called me. And we began to talk. So I renegotiated the mall with him back at the same original price of 11.1. I got a better interest rate. And then at the end, he gave me back $50,000 for deferred maintenance. Got an extra year before the balloon payment comes up. And on top of that, he gave me the hard cash that I put down. Mm-hmm. I never lost it. Wow. So, again, I'm not a numbers guy, but I officially closed on the mall December 2121. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, and then one more thing that began to show me just the hand of God. And he never told me this initially. I never knew this piece of the puzzle. Um, but I went into the mall office because now that we've gone do th- through due diligence again and We've bought them all, and I'm starting to pull things. They had this big black book, man. It's huge. And it was documentations of the mall from the beginning. Hmm. They had newspapers clippings in it. And they opened the mall March 5th, 1980. And there was a man by the name of um, Bass, George Bass, that was an instrumental pastor in the community during the charismatic renewal. Um, he went from 200 to over 1,000. The Holy Ghost came into our community. I wasn't there, but during that time, great revival. Out of that man's church, all of a sudden, people started getting hold of Brother Hagen's material and teaching it in his Sunday school classrooms. Mm. But he left the church to go into his denomination, which was an IP, uh, what is it, the um, Pentecostal Holiness type deal, church, but it was an independent one. IPHC. 
and he went to their headquarters. So when he did, the church ended up not surviving really well. I mean, it's still there, but, you know, it just didn't, it just de- declined. And when I got there in 2004, the Lord said, they, my, my, the charismatic renewal came through. He said, but the teaching wave did not make it. You're going to make that wave. You're going to bring that message that was, was here back then, but it didn't make it. He prayed on the day they opened on that property. Wow. He was the pastor that they called in. But then I began to look at other articles prior to that and seeing this slab, you know, this dirt out there. And this was a July article about how, all, how much um, impact, commercial impacts happening in, our, in the community. And I began to realize that in the month of May, probably, we're trying to verify this as fact, but it, it appears based upon the picture I have of the site plan in July of 1979, that in May of 1979, they may have broken ground. That same year, Brother Hagen says, what is this sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of tramp, tramp, tramp. Yeah. And it would have been May. Yeah. It would have been May. A month later, in June of 1979, I got born again. So Brother Hagen prophesied of my feet before I was even in the kingdom. <laughs> and it appears that the Lord knew I would answer the call. And he broke ground on my church in 79. Who we? <laughs> That's pretty powerful. Yeah. So, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God, but you got to be firmly persuaded. And I realize today that the battle of faith that we all are in is not just about us receiving, it's about us being to testify that if God did it for us, He'll do it for anybody. Yeah, it's always about another generation. It really is. It's always about him and them. Yep. So, you know, that battle's done now. And I realized the reason why I couldn't say thank you is because the wall came down already. And he wanted me to go to my next faith. We go from faith to faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He was already giving me the next confession for the property. He's like, quit thanking me for something I've already done. Go ahead and thank me yeah, for the time next to stop thing. circling this. And yes, March, and forward. I didn't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. So now you actually own the Ponce de Leon Mall. Yes. Um, and so, what's the plans? I mean, I, I know you're, I know it's still. Yeah. You don't know 100. percent You still got Belk, and you still got JC. We still have Belk. We have no JC Pennies. Oh, they, they they went out. Uh, we have Sears. We have okay. Belk. And then we're in the space. We actually now have 33,000 square feet. In the process of raising the money for the down payment, I had to lease more space. I could yeah. not wait. And so I ended up having to pay more rent while I'm raising money to be able to build out for our school. And we're in 30,000 square feet. So what we plan to do is move the church into JCPenney, which is 53,000 square feet itself for sure, and then take this four-year area out in the mall plus a couple of stores so i don't know the total square footage of that it's probably close to sixty thousand, maybe 64. Um, my wife believes i'm going to have to take more space i have to do the drawings to confirm that or not so that's the debate today <laughs> uh, she usually is right in the, her you know perceptions especially when she has no real knowledge of what that means you know like when we have uh, mechanical issues, she'll say, I think it's this. I'm like, you know nothing about a car. But then we take it in, and sure enough, it's it, right? <laughs> so I'm not going to say that we won't need more space, but I'll confirm that. Um, but the, there's four quadrants within the mall. We already have one. We potentially could take a second. We're definitely going to take the other two quadrants that are close to Belk, and we are going to lease them uh, out. We have 
people now calling that want to come in. Well, sure. Because, you know, that, number one, will fund the bill, you know, the mortgage. Let's pay the thing off, right? We're believing God for $10 million. And then um, the second thing is just going to push us to fund the gospel. The community will come to find out that when you come and shop at our, at the mall, you shop with a purpose yeah. because we will always put up a report every year because you shopped here and because of our attendant, you know, tenants. And we'll take percentages off every one of those leases that will allow us to be able to sow things into our community, our nation, and the yeah. world. And then we can report that because you shop, shopped here. You allowed us to be able to house this many orphans in India. We happen to have that ministry, right? Uh, you allowed us to be able to get this many girls out in sex trafficking. Andrew, you know, here with Rayma, he does that, right? And we support him. In fact, those girls, when they get out, they make things. I'm going to do a kiosk. For them sell their stuff and sell their stuff mm -hmm. right and then a hundred percent of that can go straight into his ministry so you know those are things that we want to be able to do then we can hold community events there again bring people back up on the property um you know we can run some 5ks out of there right some different you know kind of venue stuff we would do in that the, the community used to have an um uh, a carousel but they end up redoing this one intersection and got rid of it and the community was really upset about it I'm plan I'm looking for one. Mm -hmm. I want to bring back the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. And I want to put one back. I don't know that I'll put it in the mall per se. I may stick it outside. But, you know, just to be able to, you know, let the community know we're here for you. Sure. Yeah. You know, we live here just like you do. So we have plans to revamp the whole thing. I already have some initial drawings of what a remodel on the exterior is going to look like. Yeah, those pictures you showed me the other day were yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just a process. And i got to balance between moving the church, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, bringing up the mall, pulling in ten, uh, tenants and all those things. So, you know, it's pretty ex pretty exciting times. But there would be grace for this stage just like there was grace for the other. Exactly. And the truth is – in our walk, something's always out of balance. It just can't always be the same thing. It can't always be the same thing. And, he, and again, he goes from faith to faith, right? Yeah, that's right. He, he doesn't go from faith, now just rest, you know, don't have the pressure of believing God for something, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, and also, though, this is the most attention this mall's got in a long time. Yes, sir. So, so now people who never even thought about, well, maybe I should rent a space at the mall, is now, you know, of course, obviously, pop-up stores are a real, yep. you know, thing. You know, people are like, I'm not sure if I can afford a long-term store, maybe a new pop-up store, see if it works. And, yep. You know, and I think ultimately with the congregation, we, we've always kind of had this idea that we would have a couple spaces that maybe we could use for our entrepreneurs, you know, well, let them good. get something like that. going. Um, you know, there's some office space we want to do. You know, we have a lot of ideas, and the Lord's already told me, he says, you know, just build it according to my pattern. So yeah. I'm listening, you know, um, just here, and we've got, you know, God sent us great people that are going to be able to oversee the whole thing. You know, we've got it in a corporation, a benefits corporation, actually, at this juncture. And, um, you know, just so that we can be a blessing to our community. And, and I've already got some things staged out. So hopefully in 2023, uh, I'll be able to have a front page ad that says Church Resurrects Mall. Mm. <laughs> and Easter Sunday, 2023. Okay. Praise yeah. God. I yeah. like that. But the one thing and the one place that you learned how to have that kind of faith was yeah. here at Rama Bible Training College. Right here. You know, right right here. And so maybe you're listening out there, listening to, you know, how God gave this man a mall, or this church a mall, she's not the man, but the church. <laughs> yeah. how, how God gave them a mall, you know, you're thinking, man, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. So maybe you might want to consider coming to Rama Bible Training College, whether you're 18 or you're 83 years of age. You know, sometimes, sometimes you know, you're, 
just graduated from high school, don't know what to do, but maybe, maybe you're going through a transition in life. We find out that a lot of our students are going through a transition. There, things in life aren't really going hunky-dory, so to speak. You know, if you feel called to the ministry or just want to learn more about the Bible, Rama Bible Training College, if you'll just go to rbtc.org, you'll go there and give us some information. Um, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call. We'll try to bring you to campus um, for a, a tour, you know, and you can just check out things here at Rama Bible Training College. Um, also, we have an event coming up in just a... February the 20th through the 25th. February the 20th through the 25th, Winter Bible Seminar and our worldwide homecoming. We're going to have some of our graduates from from all over the world, you know, here. And, and it's, it's been a little difficult here recently yeah. to travel, but 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 we've a number of them are, are coming. And so we're pretty excited. We're going to showcase what Rayma's doing around the world. We have over 100,000 Rayma graduates all around the world, um, 282 campuses. And we're so excited about what God's um, doing. And um, February 20th through the 25th here, we're going to have Winter Bible Seminars. So if you can get to the Tulsa area, we would like to welcome you to come to Rayma, you know, to Rayma Bible Training College. You can visit that there and, and visit us here on campus. Amen. Well, Earl, it's you know, wonderful to, to be able to hear what God's doing in your life. And, you know, you know, sometimes, like I said, we have a faith project, and when things don't go the way we think they should go, we get mad at God. But usually what happens is, you know what, the, well, actually, I guess it's one of my dad, my grandfather's book titles, don't, don't quit, your faith will see you through. Yes, yeah, good. Is, is that my dad's or my grandfather? One of them has a book title like that. And the point is, is that what happens is, is sometimes because things don't go according to our plan, then we quit. And yeah. once we quit, you know, you know it's, not, it's not God, that because I mean, God's going to bring it to pass. You know, as, as long as we stay faithful, as long as we believe, you know, the Bible says to only believe, and it stops there. Yep. You know, actually, you know, I kind of put scripture together. It says only believe that I go over to, to the having done all to stand. There you <laughs> we go. We just keep standing. That's, that's, that's that perseverance thing. Yeah. yeah, we keep standing, believing, you know, and, you know, obviously that's, that's talking about our tools for battle. Yep. So that's what we, we stand there because we, we battle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers. I mean, I'm sure that there's plenty of powers from on high that want, that we're trying to, I say on high, down below, they're trying to stop you from getting them all. That's true. Because, you know, once you have them all, not only can, I mean, you can do more, you can be a a more light to the community. And and I believe that every church should be part of their community. Absolutely. And that's one thing that you're trying to do. You know, now now you have a bigger footprint to provide more things. You have more space. I mean, you, you can have concerts out in the, you know, in the good parking lot. So, you know, plenty of places to park, plenty, plenty, you know, plenty of room for, for growth and things like that. And so if you happen to be, um, you know, that, that area, or maybe you're an investor and you invest in stores or whatever, um, how can they get a hold of you? Um, you know, they can just go on angerfate.com. Obviously, there are, you know, phone numbers there, and then we would yeah. direct them to who oversees our leasing and tenants, right? Yeah. Um, if they want to do something with the mall. But, that you know, that's a very powerful thing you're saying, Pastor Craig, because the truth is everything God said to me about the property happened. You know, um, the Lord told the disciples, go to the other side. Yeah. And he gave him no more information. And that word alone, if nothing else was ever said, was enough to work. He didn't say, go to the other side. But when you get in the middle, you're going to have a storm. You're going to have this issue. So do this, do that. Mm-hmm. He didn't Don't communicate those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just said, go to the other side. So everything he told me happened. What he didn't let me know about what was going to happen didn't stop what he told me he would do. And that's why you're right. We yeah. have to stand. And, and, and how long? How long? How many years did that take? The whole the oh. whole process from from the 
time we got in crazy number again i'm not into numbers but we were there 12 years so december which is the 12th month yeah 21 21 <laughs> um we were there 12 years it was a six-year bat uh, faith battle just to purchase them all so six that. years so again it was faith and patience okay so, but but what, what i want to point out it took 40 years to get to the promised land so what is six years compared to 40 there I you mean, go you know, so right. some, some of us were thinking man you know six years that's a long time you know you know 50 years from now six years will seem like it's nothing i mean i mean I remember when I'll be telling stories like, well, just the other day, find out that was six years ago, eight years ago. So I mean, true. I mean, I was actually talking about something that the Lord shared with me, um, and I just figured it out because it's 2022. It was around 2000, 2001. I mean, we're talking 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm wow. thinking, well, that was just the other day. Well, it wasn't this. So, so six years seems like a long time. I mean, I guess if you're in first grade from fourth, first grade to sixth grade, it seems like a long time. But after you've been out of high school for 30 years, it seems like, man. You know, yesterday. I mean, that was yesterday. High school flew by like that. You know, grade school. Flew, I mean, it, it's, it's true. It, you know, we live on a timetable, but, you know, God just says believe. Well, we live in time. God lives outside it. Yeah. You're so right. I mean, it took us 17 years as a church to buy property. You know, if the Lord would have said, it's going to take you 17 years, that, that number would have been like, wow, that's a long time, Lord. But you know what? I don't feel like I've been there 17 years. I yeah. feel like I got there yesterday. I felt yeah. like yesterday was 2004, and we just were purposeful. And it doesn't matter it took me 17 years because I would not have wanted to buy five acres and thought of the plan of God. And now yeah. here we are 17 years later and finally have land. Well, you know, we, we live in time. God lives outside time. But for anything to happen for us, for him to do anything for us, it has to happen in time. And that's why faith and patience is necessary is necessary amen well we hope everyone enjoyed today's program but here at rama we're bringing hope, hope help and, and healing to the world. world god bless you guys you have a wonderful day